Hi. Should I take a few cleansing breaths? Shall we? Because it's been so long. But yet I, I didn't realize I missed it until now. Well, okay. I kind of feel the same way when I was setting up because like, I couldn't find my microphone. <laughs> Let me just show you. I hope you see the shock and horror on my face. Like, what are you talking about? Deb couldn't find her microphone for recording. She's so passionate about her podcasting. Stop. Okay, okay wait. What? Listen. Oh, yes. ye of little faith. <laughs> Go figure. Me being the organized person that I am. Ah, I, spider. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that just reminded me like, squirrel. It's like, oh, she's gone. Oh, I thought the time uh, that I smacked the desk because something was gone. The gnat. Remember the G-N-A-T? That's what the gnat. Yes. Yeah, and it sorry. took me like two months to, really? It's got a G? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, this is how like organized I am. I was like, I am going to put my microphone somewhere so that the cat hair and the heat and all that other stuff that goes on in my house when I'm away for two months <laughs> um, doesn't get at it. And apparently Deb wasn't supposed to be able to get at it either because it took me like a half an hour to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of you though. Thank you. You see? You see what a good start we're off to? We are doing gangbusters. That's we the word. Are. Gangbusters. But yes. I'm not sure. Did you have this experience? Uh, a few minutes ago, I was putting like all my plugs in and, and stuff and my headphones on and once I found my microphone I got that all plugged in and it all felt like a foreign bizarre puzzle whereas a few months ago I would just had it all done it did it's really strange how quickly I adapt to not doing something <laughs> exactly it, it, it's stunning um no I actually trying to get this week's podcast together it was like I could not sit I mean oh. I even tried the pomodoro you know, yes, method, which you talked yeah, about work. in one of the episodes. It, that's a learned thing. That's uh, right. It's a to be learned. It's a right. could possibly be learned if we tried to learn it kind of to be learned. Yes. Yeah. So I I would sit down. I'd have to get every time I like finished a sentence, I'd have to get up and walk around in circles. I was like, Chris, I'm <laughs> like that so all the time. I know. I cannot. <laughs> you know, and then we yeah. complain to our kids that they don't sit down and study a book. You know uh, why? Because you always have to be doing no, well, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This is recording. No, they're not. They're angels. They're wonderful. Whatever. I love them. Actually, I do love them. They were fantastic this summer with me. I told you I took yes. two out of three with me. Yes. And we not bad. Those time. are good odds. Two out of three is not bad. It's, it's considered a pass. <laughs> so, no, I was just saying that I've been taking Rosie, that's my daughter, to Canada since she was 10 months old every year. So that's a whole lot of you know, that's like 15, to my, my cat's sneezing, by the way. Um, and this was, not that we don't have a good time all the time, but this was the first time where I feel like she just totally absorbed it and enjoyed it. And we loved being together. We loved being with all my relatives, my friends. Like it was just, oh, it was just so good. So yay us, look at us parenting. I know. God, yeah. we deserve an award. <laughs> Yeah. I will say I had a similar experience, but I had two. And one is a 14-year-old boy who's at a stage that's a little iffy, but he still, he did great for, I mean, for yeah. a 14-year-old kid, he did great. You know, he needed his downtime yeah. or he needed his, maybe he wasn't like really up for some of the things and he tried to muster through it. But I mean, you know, I already yes. been through a 14-year-old boy, so I know that this, you yeah. know, they we're just have all to moody. work through it. Whereas my 16-year-old daughter, she was a rock star. She, yeah. la last time went, she was more the, 
she was in that stage, but this time right. she was like, I think she loved it. She was in the front seat. She manned the music. Aww. It was always up one notch too much for I, Mama. <laughs> I know. But Mama sucked it up like a hero. <laughs> and she <laughs> almost never complained about episode. it. <laughs> Mama sucked it up like a hero. <laughs> I tried yeah. I tried never to like complain about it. So I tried, yeah. it, 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 seriously, it was like one notch. Just oh just, okay. I'm okay. the deaf one, and I don't understand. <laughs> You're deaf. But hey, God, you see now, I, here's the thing. Would you have considered it up one notch had it been like 80s music? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, this was really, she oh. really had it up. Uh, okay. I okay. probably am being nice by saying one notch. But- oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, To be honest, I really think that if you and I do, go, not if, when, when, when we go on our road trip, I will be pretty much like your 14-year-old boy. I will need my downtime. <laughs> well, and I do know that. But, you know, I have to say, you know, like I told you before, I had my 14-year-old boy and I want to make sure he had fun too because my daughter and I can have fun doing a million things. We're yeah. two girls. We can do it all, you know? Yeah. Yep. Drag a 14-year-old boy along. He's not going to love it. Yep. So, so there funny. I am, dressed in camouflage. Why? Yeah, so that's right. <laughs> Were you hiding from your kids? <laughs> no. I was playing paintball. Oh, boy That's you right. went me to and my States daughter to play paintball well you could do that here right <laughs> well actually no here here you can't oh but, here, here um, you can't yeah this is at the you know we have to go rent the equipment we right. had to get the jumpsuits we have to buy the paintballs because we didn't have all that over there oh my and God. he wanted to play mm-hmm. but then he started to get a little like talked himself out of it but he'd been talking oh. about this we took him a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. he loved it it, when we were in Las Vegas, we surprised him. And they, he had a great time. But now he was kind of psyching himself out. He was like, everyone's going to be professional, have the really strong guns. I don't, <laughs> I don't really play much. So he didn't want to be like the oh, baby. walk in, get shot, and have to leave. Because once you're shot, you have to leave the field. Oh, my God. Like forever? So, you can't get back no, in? No, no, you like, can get it? back in. But it's a long day if you get shot after two seconds in there. God, so, that's like <laughs> getting shot in real life. I Well, then, you're, <laughs> then that's it. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> So here I am, 51 years old, pushing 52 in the heat of the day. But we were searching for these um, paintball We were actually looking for a paintball place that looked like didn't have a lot of people. Right. Yes. (laughs) With the idea that we would just shoot each other. And (laughs) if there were a couple other people, it wouldn't be so bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's family bonding, I tell you. That's so sad. And sweet. And sweet. Not sweet. sweet. Sorry, I I didn't have to wear yeah, paintball outfit <laughs> carrying an AK-47 shooting at my child. But I chose to. <laughs> and I paid for it, too. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> oh, a mother's love, really. How, really. how many ways can you count it? Well, I think because when he was psyching himself out, I'm like, you know, if you want, you know, I can just go play. And the words were out of my mouth before I could even take them back. So oh, I'm like, boy. and a couple of days later, he's like, will you really play if I go? Oh, yeah, of course. And I think uh, oh. your sister will, too. <laughs> that's why she started turning the music up <laughs> so we ended up we were looking for this place and i called around saying gee do you know if you're really busy on sundays or you know what times or whatever and so we found this one place best experience ever <gasps> we, are you if you had- anyone is in massachusetts <sighs> yeah and kind of mid massachusetts time but you want to go play paintball. I'm going to give a shout out. They, they're on the weekends. I don't think they're open any other time, but look them up. They're called Friendly Fire. They're in the town of Upton. My God. 
We, yeah. I, I mean, the best experience ever. These guys were so nice to us on the phone and to any Aww. questions uh, that we had, they answered them. We get down there. They were super nice to showing us the equipment and everything else. And then, then we looked over. And these, these guys all decked out in, you know, the stuff from their house, not the stuff oh, you rent. okay, you know, yeah. These fancy guns and everything <gasps> else. Oh, like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Big mistake. And actually, it, me and my daughter were getting nervous. I think he was, too, you know. Oh, we're loading no. it up. And we're kind of waiting. We're kind of watching. These were the nicest, puppiest oh, guys. Oh. They were all, like, you know, older guys. Not as old as me. Well, right. there was a couple. But, uh, you know, like 25 no. and up. Oh. So welcoming. <laughs> Wow. Showing us what to do, and they guided us. They, you know, they took it easy. They could see my daughter was a little scared. They didn't shoot her too much. Okay, but, right. You know, they could read you all like what your needs were and stuff they like were that. So Amazing. kind. Good Everyone over there were the nicest, and they were, you know, they were welcoming to us and talking with us and everything, and you know, oh, telling us wow. how great paintball is and how yeah. This one wow. guy was like my my wife was nervous too. Yeah, come watch over here. You want to practice this? Oh, come on in. And we were so happy. And Yay. paintball's not cheap. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I'm sure it isn't. I have no idea, but I'm sure it isn't. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was an experience, right? But these guys were so nice. Like if they were leaving for the day, they just said, oh, we're not going to use the paintballs this week. You can have them. These guys were the best. Wow. I'm telling you, oh. go down to Friendly Fire in Upton, Massachusetts. If you're in Massachusetts, these guys, absolutely. I have, I, I couldn't, I can't rave about them enough. They were That's so fantastic. Awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, we are going back to them. Um, oh my god! I, if you re- remind me, Deb, and I'll even put the link in the episode in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, I'll remind um, you, Chris, because that's that's my forte. Reminding <laughs> you of stuff. <laughs> no, we absolutely should. Friendly fire, you said, F- right? In friendly Upton, fire. Yep, Massachusetts. Correct. Um, that sounds amazing, and I just love when a, an experience just turns out like that. Like you yeah. guys were like sort of negative and scared and this and looking for the stuff, and then people just by virtue of being amazing people make the whole day turn out. That's amazing. It was so much fun. It really oh, was. So. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's clear the elephant in the room. Okay. We need to ease into these things. Okay. We'll I tell just... it next week then. No, I don't. I don't mean ease a couple of days. I mean <laughs> a few minutes. Okay. Okay. The truth is that that story was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And everything we said before that, which I already have forgotten, was very interesting. <laughs> um, but until we, as I say, clear <laughs> the elephant in the room. You did say that, didn't you? <laughs> did it was me it was all me <laughs> i'm just wondering did you have to wash any of your paintball equipment afterwards and did you happen to have to put it in any sort of like a uh, hotel washer and did we have any mishaps did we have any police station visits were there any issues with your laundry god damn it is what i'm trying to say <laughs> there was absolutely no issues with my laundry this year because <gasps> i was very protective over it <laughs> I guarded my clothes and my children's clothes with every piece of my being. I, there, nobody was getting to my laundry this year. You literally had your knickers in a bunch. Like, I did. Rolled up in your hand. I, You're like, <laughs> shoot my children with paintballs, but you will not take this <laughs> But you will underwear. not take this pair of underwear. <laughs> oh my. Did you go to that place? Because you were going to go. I did. Okay, but maybe you don't want to talk about it. Why would I not want to talk about it? Well, I don't because because you were scarred for life. I was scarred for life, and I'll tell you, I'm still irritated over the whole thing. I'm still trying to it's let so, it go. It's so funny. I'm let... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We you okay? We need to have about five different versions of 
the word irritated <laughs> in your case because you get you can be irritated by oh you know um this version of the outsiders has music playing in the background and then it's like i want to rip someone's effing head off there's you also use irritated for that case so i need you to be a little more specific Look, if it were in writing it'd be very hard to tell what i meant but i put emphasis on my irritating yes okay <laughs> i'm true. irritated okay you see, sorry. That's that's when mentioning yes. the hotel again. They irritated you again. Well, <laughs> Are you going to write a review? Very irritating hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get irritated? Go here. <laughs> All right. I bleeped it out the last time. My vacation's over, so it is called the Villages at Loon Mountain, and it's in Lincoln, New Hampshire. Now, again, for those who didn't hear the story briefly, briefly last year, I had gone put my laundry in the washer. People stole it. These people didn't believe me so much so that I brought the police in. Really nothing I got out of it other than just to piss and moan and got most of my money taking off my stay last year. And this year I got a free week over there. But the kicker was we didn't even like the resort. <laughs> I know. You didn't even like it regardless of the laundry. Didn't even I didn't like know. it anyway. Yeah. And I will give little, it was a little better this time. Uh, the game room, which closed, I think, at five last year, mm -hmm, could have mm -hmm. been six at the, at the latest. Aww. Closed, I think, between six and seven this year. Well, God but bless them. It, it, it Seriously, it's a game room. And <laughs> people go hell? out for the day. Yeah. So you go to some, they're going to close at five. By the time you eat and come back, yeah, there's nothing to do. <laughs> oh, what the hell? They have an itty-bitty little tiny playground. They have, and then attached to this resort right. is... 12 decrepit, decaying, broken <laughs> tennis you courts. You Last year, that. we saw one person attempt to play on it the day we were leaving. Oh, my but God. But they seriously look like they, something you would have found in Chernobyl. Oh, my they, God. And this is a tennis club. This is We are connected to a tennis club. So it's not even connected oh. to the resort. You're allowed to use them. I don't know if I would. I don't know who would want to. I was gonna say. So you just stand there looking at them longingly, like, yeah. "Oh, I oh, wish we gee, could, could use... someone mow the tennis court." Yeah. <laughs> There's so many cracks and weeds coming through. Do something about this. <laughs> and then the pool area again, not part of the resort. It's um, it's it had an indoor pool and outdoor pool and like a couple of uh, hot tubs or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they were literally just just a pool and some sun beds, like. We go to a, res a resort type yeah. of place. They usually like a time show. They usually have either like some place you can kind of eat. Yeah. Or have some music playing. At least a snack bar. Has yeah. something. These were yeah. pools and that's it. So we know. Uh, but of course they closed before we get back anyway. I think we Are got to sneak joking? in there once. Because we, we didn't do anything that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, um, you did. You went to the <laughs> pool. Yeah. It went, it, literally after 20 minutes we were done. You know. Oh, my God. No, that's horrible. Horrible, and horrible. The only plus point is that they had a, they had barbecues that were fairly new. So they're clean. And that's my okay. son's thing. He loves to cook a good steak on a barbecue. Oh, thank so, God. Sadly, the day that we did it, he was trying to outrun a thunder and lightning storm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that added some adventure to it. It could have charred the steak, actually. <laughs> so that would have been done very fast. <laughs> but I will say he does a really good job on them. He, he's, he's actually very good. Very Aww. good at cooking steak. So he does look forward to that every year. So that's the only thing. And they did give us a little bit better room. Um, it was okay. It was, you know, I think the resort in itself, I, I wouldn't call it a resort. I would call it a no. hotel. I, yeah, attached yeah. to some amenities i mean <laughs> and that's if you're there if you spent all day there oh and i didn't tell you oh, oh boy <laughs> well it looks like i'm not gonna get to talk this year either <laughs> no 
because well <laughs> only because this is part of that. I know I know I know I know did there were there people or was it like a go I'm envisioning like a literally like I swear there's like four other rooms taken yeah no no wonder you know it's God, losers what a bunch of losers <laughs> <laughs> but for the fun part yeah. Which, okay, so last year my vacation got messed up because I spent all day constantly looking for my um, laundry. So this year, <laughs> I said to the kids, let me make a quick breakfast and then we're out of here. Oh, <laughs> famous last words. Yeah. So I start grilling up the um, bacon. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, because, and I don't think it would have mattered anyway, but like here in Greece, I don't know. Do you have any smoke detectors inside your house? no i no, barely but in canada have. in canada <laughs> yeah. obviously you do but yes. here you know because yeah but, yeah yeah so i kind of tend to forget yep oh dear beep beep <gasps> so well oh uh, so i went to go wave the, the right smoke out of the smoke detector and then yeah. i get a <gasps> i said oh sorry it's just the bacon oh no we have to evacuate the whole building for this <laughs> the whole do you remember I sent you a picture of the fire the, truck? The whole the, four people? Do you remember I sent you a picture of the fire truck? Vaguely. Yeah, what that's that? because that was from my room. Are you serious? Yeah. You, so, I think you neglected to mention that. I would have paid more attention. <laughs> so we had to leave. I'm, wait, my, to I'm like, up. we have to get clothes on and stuff like that. You know, head out oh. the, the door oh, and wait my. for the fire department to show up. <laughs> the fire department shows up. Then they have to air out the thing. They have to check everywhere to make sure things are... Okay, wait, Everybody, though, wait, you had to put clothes on. At least you had clothes to put on. That, that's see? definitely a step Bonus. up. Could you imagine if I had to run down to the laundry to get it? So, <laughs> oh my God. My kids left. They <laughs> went as far away from me as possible. They're like, they couldn't believe that I had done this. <laughs> but I ended up oh chatting God. with this lovely woman outside. And she's, oh, there you she go. actually lives there and works there. So some of the oh. apartments that I say are rented, they actually have people that live there. So zero <laughs> apartments were rented. It was just the staff. <laughs> I think so. You're saying. So she says to me, she's, oh, no, this happens every week. <laughs> she's like, and she's like, and this is after they put in a brand new system. I said, well, this is great. This is great. This is working out well. She's like, she goes, yeah, she's like, this is nothing. She's like, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, okay. Here we, go like, we all have to evacuate. We all have to wait. They all have to air out the thing and da da da. So yeah. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm still looking for the picture of the fire truck, but this is how much we talk. Yeah, and we weren't even this. Like we were on holiday. We, <laughs> we were really were. It was much. Our phones were silent this time. I know, but why can't I? I still can't find the fire truck picture because I have to scroll so far back. So do I think it was worth it to save? Like to. The reason why I stayed the week, I swore I was never going to go up there again, was kind of to get redemption for the laundry. Like I know. Staying there for those couple of days would pay for the laundry that was lost. Yes. I'm kind of torn if it was worth it, because we didn't love the place anyway. No. And we still had a good time, but... I know. It's, it's, I feel like that's a very... Um, you know what I'm saying? Spiritual question almost. It's like, how do you weigh these things? Do you weigh it in terms? Because that's Did what I, I want do. the pina colada with the music? Y yeah. Or the people to pay for my laundry because I wasn't getting anything else. Yeah. It's like, or did I want the pina colada or did I just want my thirst to be quenched? Do you know what I'm saying? Ooh. You see? You see mm. what I said there? So <laughs> I don't know. But, sorry. The picture that I scrolled over was of your birthday. 
Oh, happy birthday! Our listeners missed your birthday, pumpkin. We'll get into that one next week. Um, I have to say, you are looking very meow right now. Am I? Because I'm feeling very hot. Well, I, I not, second that. Not in a good way. <laughs> I think we're saying the same thing, really. We are. We're saying the same thing. With see, that's the problem with English language. Yeah, you see? It's you so say one poor. thing, I say the same thing, and we mean two different yeah. things. Yeah. It's it's, I say I say hot, Potato. you say hot. <laughs> and zero, zero connection. No, but you look you look refreshed, replenished, a little flushed. <laughs> no, I mean, from I the am. heat. I am. Yeah. Do you think... <gasps> what? Do you think you're starting to get hot flashes? Uh, no, like it's, oh, it's 95 hot. degrees. No, you're right. It is hot. <laughs> I'm like, in my air well, conditioning. Yeah, see, my air conditioning's not on and right. the window's closed because of this podcast. Deb, I heard you went on vacation. I did go on vacation. <laughs> um, okay. I are, Do you... We do have an episode to talk about today though, Yes, right? but we have okay. actually... So everybody understands... Deb and I have not seen nor actually had a no. full conversation since the nope. end of June. And it is now and the end of August. You flew out the 21st or 22nd of June. Oh, that's <gasps> another story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but my point is that it has been two months since we've had this. Two- I mean, we stay in touch because we can't. I mean, right. yin, yang and all that crap. But, um, but not the way we normally do. Normally we're no. like together and talking and texting all the time. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's stupid little toilet bowl memes all day long. <laughs> well, okay, that that's a whole other story. Don't talk to me about toilets, okay? But I am not going to give too many details because I will talk a little bit about my vacations, but I did my classic 3 weeks in Canada. I loved it. I, you know, I'm from Ottawa. I spent a lot of time in Ottawa, Montreal, uh, Montreal. And it was the funnest city you've ever been to, right? It was so the opposite of boring. (laughs) Oh my God. Remember that day I texted you or something? And I was like, there is nothing to do in this effing city. I'm so bored. (laughs) And she meant it. She didn't think at all about the episode. I wasn't thinking at all about the episode. You're like, oh my God, you just like... (laughs) You validated what everybody said. That's why you have that award. <laughs> I was in a bit of a bad mood that day. <laughs> but Someone was pissy. <laughs> I will say that. Remember how you asked me to do one thing? <laughs> one thing. Yes. I didn't do the thing. I okay. okay. Did I really? Did you think that I would think that ex- you would do that one thing? No, but you see, that's where I should have shown up and uh-huh. proved you wrong. You would have been like, mind blown you yep. you know like if you had expected been. me to and i had done that would have been great but if yep. you hadn't expected me to and i had done it, you would have been like she is even more awesome than i thought she was <laughs> which is as if that's even possible so i didn't go to manatech mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know uh but i did there was a moving truck on my parents' street, which I did walk up and down a few times okay. called Manatech Movers. <gasps> and I took a yep yeah, I took a picture of it and I didn't even send it to you. <laughs> and it's somewhere in my gallery and I will scroll back and I will find it because that's the kind of girl I am. That's the kind of girl you are. <laughs> you are so no. cute. I'm adorbies. So yes, I had an amazing holiday. And then you know that <clears throat> I had 
this invitation to go to Jordan and I was excited, but then just not sure. And then I invited you and you were excited and you were like totally getting me more excited. And then I think we just got so busy trying to wrap up the podcast, uh, get our trips to the States and Canada organized that we just let the ball drop. And then when I got back from Canada, I had like two or three days, I was pretty much decided that I wasn't going to go. And then this nagging, this nagging, this nagging was like, you need to go on this trip. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. And that's why I phoned you. I don't know what, or texted yeah. you, whatever. And I was like, uh, I'm leaving tomorrow <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. And I am so happy. I bet I, you are. I knew you'd oh have a great time. God. Yeah. I had an amazing time. I will talk a little bit more about that. Um, I might surprise, don't tell anyone. I might surprise everyone with a little episode about Jordan. No way. Yeah. Shh. Stop yelling. Hold on. Let me shock my surprise. <laughs> so, I don't, please don't shock me because I'm, I'm ready to explode at any moment. I may have come back with a little bit of food poisoning, but it was a very small price to pay for how good a time I had. So <laughs> Chris has been well, you know coaxing what? me along. I, yeah. You know what? I thought about it after. I'm like, you know, you go to Canada every year, but you don't take a vacation. Like when I go That's to the States it. with kids, we take a vacation. That's you know, we it. go to the States. Exactly. We see people and we take a vacation at the same time. You never exactly. do that. That's so you exactly were due for one. Yeah. Thank you, you so you, much. That's exactly yeah. that's exactly what it is. Right. Uh, not that seeing my family and whatnot is yeah, boring or anything, but it's, it's, it's different. It's not, that's right. It's not like completely getting out of anything that's familiar to you right. and just um, sort of opening your horizons kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're exactly right. Um, so I do want to say that I think that food, the word food poisoning might be a bit of a misnomer because meaning that the food I ate in Jordan was absolutely delicious, perfectly cooked, beautiful, whatever. I think it's just maybe some spices or whatever that I'm not used to that created this. It's nothing to do with the quality of the food or anything. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It was delicious. So we will get um, into that a little bit more over the next few episodes. But I'm anxious to see, after this huge gap in time, what was the one episode topic that nagged at you to that had to be spoken about on this first episode back oh well now you've changed the question see there was one episode that was nagging at me but yeah it's not ready mm-hmm. okay it's not started but it's <laughs> therefore it's not ready oh my god but i there- was drinking water and i almost died <laughs> can you well, this is why we are we, we can see each other chris so you know, know not to make me joke when i'm drinking water enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder Can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated, and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. So I did come up with one. A while back, I had actually mentioned something I was Mm -hmm. curious about. Hmm. Then I was listening to They Don't Stay Dead. And they mentioned the exact same thing, and they were curious about it. Very cool. And we must say that They Don't Stay Dead is an amazing podcast. (laughs) They do true crime. It's fun. 
But anyway, I so also I'm just sweating. Been my, sorry, but my swe- she's sweating. My thighs, and- no, my thighs are sweating so much that I'm sliding off my chair. I'm not joking. And Put a seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is a menopause thing. I think this is a Athens Greece thing. But okay, hang, up, get a belt, wrap around, <laughs> sit. I haven't gotten through the first freaking paragraph. Okay, come on. Anyway, so the lovely ladies at They Don't Stay Dead had also mentioned the same thing. And I just finished watching a Netflix documentary hmm. talking, well, not about it, but mentioned it. <laughs> um, that's right. How the hell does a letter get from my house to my friend's house across the country? Do you remember I had a whole thing about how does the post oh, yes. office work? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. And I like oh. was having a small meltdown over the whole thing. Uh, you were so impressed. It was, I think... <laughs> Oh God! It was no, I don't remember. But you were, you were. I was rambling. Irritated. (laughs) (laughs) In like, let's say an an irritated like on the like an eight on the scale of irritation, (laughs) ten. Not quite a hotel irritated. That's right. It was like a seven, eight, somewhere in there. But it it also, but it was also like, oh, you were wondrous. You were like irritated at the, at at, at the mystery, let's say. So yes. yes, Okay. Please walk us through it and I'll try to stay on my chair. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's. Hold on to your seats, everybody. Sit on the, you'll probably be sitting on the edge of your seat with excitement over the topic. (laughs) Okay, so what is your topic exactly? How does my mail get from my friends? <laughs> that is riveting. <laughs> I, I think I have my episode for next week. <laughs> um, it's called <laughs> Snails. <laughs> I was watching this. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I have another episode for next week. Um, watching. <laughs> How did the paint on my walls dry so fast? <laughs> or not dry fast? There's a lot of components still. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Okay, we need to stop, stop, stop the madness, stop it. <laughs> okay, let me. Can I just get a pillow? <laughs> no. Ah! No. Okay. Okay. Oh, this has nothing to do with the girls from. Um, was their episode interesting? <laughs> Ouch! No. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I shouldn't judge before I hear it. I just need. Can you please read me the title? Read me the title of your episode. Please. I don't have a title for my episode. <laughs> I figured that out later. Uh, Look, no. I mean, what did did you write something at the top of your page and underline it? No. Uh, <laughs> Even I do that. No, because I write my notes and then I have to write the whole thing. Now I'm crying. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to wipe my eyes and I don't have oh, tissues I have to flash you. I'm going to have to wipe my arse. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to edit that out. No, I won't. Oh, my uh, God. Okay. Oh. <sighs> okay. 
I told you I didn't want to make it a heavy episode. <laughs> I think you succeeded. Oh my God. Not only did I lose five pounds, but my stomach muscles are like hard as rock right now. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh God. I'm dying. Okay. Please, please carry on. <laughs> Pretend this- you're interested, okay? Oh, no, I'm totally... Now I'm even more interested because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Look, oh, I God. need to know how a letter gets from A to Z. <laughs> now, <laughs> in watching videos and so forth, I gotta say, I felt like I probably you have seen this... videos on it? <laughs> Actually, they're quite fascinating. <laughs> Okay, I just okay. might link one. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I am so sorry. No, seriously. This is all my fault. I am just... Okay. Uh, I need to act my age. <laughs> Not my shoe size. Exactly. Okay. okay. Which is actually pretty big. <laughs> okay. I'm so- okay. Okay. You go. <laughs> I will. I will not say another word. Look, you, if you're gonna, because when they explain to you how the letter gets from easy, you kind of have to see visuals. So oh YouTube God. is a wealth of information okay, when it yeah. comes to how a letter gets from A to Z. Absolutely. Now- <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm not, my stomach hurts so much. Oh, but my thighs stopped sweating, so that's a good thing. So far. Uh-huh. Oh, God. So, <laughs> listen. Yeah. <laughs> I know things are automated now, but they weren't always. Plus, people have, like, good handwriting, bad handwriting, illegible handwriting. You know, a lot of people can't even, like, fill out an envelope these days. You know, there's a proper way to do that. We'll cover that in a different episode. (laughs) (laughs) A a whole episode? (laughs) Oh, God, please tell me it's not a (laughs) three-parter. Like propaganda. Today's letter. Propaganda. What was it? The prohibition. Yeah. Uh, oh Today's my god! Every, every every single letter. <laughs> no, no. Tomorrow. Oh, next kidding. week will be larger uh, envelopes, uh, and the week uh, after will be packages. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Oh my god! What about? Um. What about like sending money and stuff like that? Oh, I cover. Uh, Don't worry. Oh, Western Union. Fuck you. <laughs> but don't forget, you can send coconuts, potatoes. You can send all those things. I don't think they're as good as money, but okay. <laughs> if you're hungry, they are. Good point. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Look at me. Look yeah. at me. Oh, well, I can't. I, I'm looking, but my notes are over here. Okay. No, but I mean, look at me settling the fuck down. Great. Okay. I get bet at 43 minutes, so people will appreciate that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Oh, my. Everyone, anybody's still listening. Okay. No, no. They laugh. It's just uh, us. Okay. Oh, all right then. I can so let anyway, my thighs sweat. Mm-hmm. Look, oh. it's very important that you know this. And I'm pretty sure that Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street covered it back when I was oh. a kid. Because watching the videos, it was kind of coming back at me going, I think I've seen this before. <laughs> stop it. Please stop it. Oh, my God. My stomach can't handle it. Please stop it. Oh, my God. Oh, not to mention my, my cheek muscles. <laughs> Believe me, all my cheeks, all the cheeks of my body. Every cheek of your body overworked. is <laughs> Ah. Okay, go. <clears throat> All right, Deb. I want yeah. you to realize the U.S. Post Office processes four four 421.4 million pieces of mail per day. Oh, 
my God, that's a lot of mail, and I'm not even being facetious. No, I mean, holy if you, shit. Per day. In the, I thought in you were going to. Yes. Oh, sorry. No, I thought you were going to say like 421 trillion a year. Yeah, you said million a day. A day. Broken and, down. That's 17.6 million per hour, 292,628 each minute, or 4,877 per second, give or take. Okay, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about you. No, <laughs> but wait a second. This is current information, like even with yeah. email and Zoom. Are you effing joking me? Like that this means is that mail. This is actual physical mail. Not no, but my point is that before email and whatnot, that number must have been like yeah. much bigger. Yeah. Holy oh, I think it was. Crap. I mean, this was this was like within the past year or two. Oh my god. Um, and now that's just processing it. Now it delivers roughly 162.1 million pieces of first class mail mm. per day. And, that's and second class? <laughs> oh, I didn't get into that. We okay. only care about letters. Okay, right. We're not Ooh. getting into the other stuff. But that's okay. okay. That's a lot of mail per day. And that we complain it, it takes too long to get somewhere. Seriously. Serious. <laughs> no, no. Seriously. Look at my yeah, We complain about the face. price of, you know, serious. we complain about the price of a stamp. We complain, you know? know. I know. We complain about everything. 400 something million per day. And we're like, they lost my letter. <laughs> How many people are there in the United States? A like lot. 250 million or something. Google it. Okay. I'm, I'm talking. I, wow. I'm busy too, you know. <laughs> no, my, my point is like. Well, yeah, but people drop two, three, four bills in the mail. Yeah, you know? I know. Birthday cards the, and da, da, da. I'm thinking of the people. How many people work? I'm, I'm Pl- interrupting Yeah, but you remember, early. it's not just letters. It's like, um, you know, AT&T sent out their bill or, you know, those are also letters. Yeah, I get just mean companies. like the the people processing 421 million pieces of mail per day seems like a lot. It seems like a lot for fewer than 250 million people. You should watch the video. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> and oh, they employ as of last year 516,760 people. But that's but that's actually low. A few years back it was exactly. like uh almost 800,000. Oh yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. So, so the Postal Service is something to admire, not to be dissed. You got it? <laughs> yes. Because your package is a day late and you're going to complain. Okay, don't talk about my package <laughs> or anybody's package. No, All right, now, matter. the bad yeah. news is I could have uh, made this a 10-minute episode, oh. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> Oh, oh my God, yes. Because let's all be serious. How long could it take for me to explain how a letter travels? (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually quite curious to know how you got that huge whack of paper in in your hands. Oh my God. So I decided to take a look at postal history. Riveting, (laughs) I know. (laughs) All of our episodes end up being the history of You know, it's funny. It does. I know. I know. but But life is history. But exactly. Right? But you I mean, want to know. Five minutes yeah. ago was history. Two yeah. minutes ago. What? What was five minutes ago? <laughs> you were laughing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I, and I think that, or maybe you and I are just interested in the origins of things, but things doesn't, I can't really make sense of something now until I kind of know how it originated. Exactly. Mm. Now, I could have just done U.S. postal history, but don't you worry. <gasps> you got Because me? it doesn't just go to U.S. Postal started long before that. Oh, I thought you were going to say you included Canada. No, no, sorry. (laughs) We don't have a postal service in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you do. You have Canada mail. Now. Canada post. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, we do, we do, we do. <clears throat> you have something. We do. How how much does a stamp cost over there these days? Oh God, I don't know, Chris. <laughs> you didn't set. Please, excuse me. This is your episode. I wasn't ex- <laughs> expected to prepare anything. <laughs> so I'm not getting a postcard. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You didn't get it yet? Goddamn U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> What's it doing in the U.S.? <laughs> okay, seriously, I'm going to stop talking. Anyway, so I looked in postal history, and of course, it didn't start in the U.S. It mm-hmm. started a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, par usual, I could have gone crazy, but I did try to keep it to where it came from and, and up to the creation of the USPS. Okay. So I skipped around a lot and quote, supposedly just the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right let's hear it so i looked up the dictionary term mail because i kept flopping between using the term mail and postal system and i'm like is yeah. it the same is it different as a letter so according to merriam webster mm-hmm. mail is material such as letters or parcel packages sent to or carried in a postal system so okay your letters right or your- oh hi kitty yeah <laughs> people can't Sorry. see me and they just randomly i'm like hi kitty <laughs> Yeah, she's rubbing against the microphone, but yeah. Oh, well, no, then now you have cat hair on it. So for funsies, oh. <laughs> yeah. I looked up postal and it said of or relating to the mail or post office, two, conducted by mail, and three, insanely or murderously violent. That's right. Gone postal. I was wondering if I that, go postal. Hilarious. Oh my God. That was such a big term in the 90s. That was such a big term. Yeah. Well, there was a reason for it, but yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Is my cat's tail bothering you? Okay, no, she's no, no, no. It's not interrupting my notes. Anyway, so let's oh. go back a little, perhaps to Egypt. No, where the papyrus is. <clears throat> where the paper? Goddamn papyrus. I thought you said you gotta love it. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't love a good pap smear. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, give me hit. Give her. So sorry. Let's go back, perhaps to around 2000 BC. Huh. This is where the first inkling of a postal system is seen. Mm-hmm. However, it was exclusive to uh, pharaohs as clear communication was essential between governing empires. Mm-hmm. Which always surprised me. That long ago, none of that should exist. But anyway. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they, they probably meant like horse, like somebody riding on horseback to deliver or something. Yeah. Egypt, maybe camels. And they used, yeah. well, they did use carriers or couriers and to send out directives throughout the states territories right. so yeah. basically you know it was yeah. male postman was yeah yeah the early postman yeah now about a thousand years later it took china uh a thousand huh. years to jump on the bandwagon but it looks like they're the first they were the first one to have postal houses like little post offices okay mm-hmm. and email re- relay system so you know one guy brings it here that one brings it to the next oh one. my god that's hilarious yeah i didn't think of that like can the continuation, let's say. Right. Um, and if you think about like yeah. our mail today, you know, it gets to the post office from MAME thing and then they, yeah. which I will get deep into later. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. I just had this vision of like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand years ago, like a mailman running and then like handing off the mail. <laughs> like in the, the Olympics? The guy- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's what the I baton. thought too. When I Every time oh I see the word relay. That's hilarious. I oh know. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. All right. So but I've lost my it- place already. Okay. Sorry. No, it's just interesting how we keep coming across all of this, like how so much stuff was sort of developed by Egypt, Mesopotamia, China, (laughs) um, South America, like all at the same time. I know. In ancient times, those were like 
they develop so many things simultaneously without having any connection to each other. It's crazy. Yeah, like well, maybe money. it's just logical. Remember they were all coming yeah. up with money like at the same time? Exactly. Like, and other things that of course I've forgotten, but we right. talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sure we have we have we have uploaded we have, episodes to prove it because there's 70 plus episodes and we don't remember yeah. anything <laughs> we weren't there okay sorry go on yeah i don't have a picture didn't do it um anyway so now let's pop ahead to the sixth century the mm-hmm. persian empire of cyrus cyrus mm-hmm. something like that I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they employed relays they or what we would call mailmen mounted mm-hmm. on horseback to go between the post houses so i guess probably china maybe had like on foot right yeah whereas persia decided hey let's do horseback still this mail system was only for the king and influential leaders Mm -hmm. they traveled the royal road which was built to facilitate rapid communication from susa to sardis Mm -hmm. a message would take roughly seven to nine days as Mm. it was 1677 miles long wait a that's pretty fast isn't it Yes, well, that's what they said. It was, yeah, uh, it was fast, rapid communication. So seven yeah. to nine oh, sorry. days. Oh, <laughs> sorry, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> seven to nine days to get down the sixteen hundred uh, miles, and I would assume it wasn't like a nicely paved asphalt road. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Right? Oh my god. Poor now, evidently, horses. the Greeks really <laughs> admired their system, mm-hmm. but the pl- okay. But the political system at the time inhibited the growth of a coherent postal system. I would love to tell you more about it. Yes, but no, no, no. It's okay. Carry on. Because Google's not my friend. I, right. I'm like, why? Why wasn't the government for a postal system? <laughs> I, Scott, oh, I might have to do that as an episode. <laughs> and then you'll go postal. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. Now, whether you live in the U.S. or not, you've probably heard of this at some point. Ready? Mm-hmm. Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. Nope. Sorry. Are you serious? You've never heard that? Neither. No. N- like something along those lines, no rain, no snow, you know, a mailman yeah, always the, delivers be- his mail. It's like <clears throat> at the beginning it was sounding familiar, but then you said something weird and lost me. Well, I but along with variations, most people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My, I along most people thought it, the U.S. created this. because you know so nope it's the greek historian what yeah herod uh, herodotus he Uh wrote this in 500 bc describing the persian postal service no way yes and so that version is of course translated to english so it's not exactly how he said it either wow yeah i know isn't that crazy 500 bc he wrote that about the persian postal service (laughs) That's like the first, um, like rating, like you would rate something on, like TripAdvisor. Yelped! <laughs> it was a Yelp. <laughs> oh my god! That was like, oh my god! Okay, okay, we need to stop. What page? You're not. You're still on the first page, aren't you? No, I'm on page five. Oh wow! All right, I write big. You do. It's because I can't see, so I have to be able to read it. You know. <laughs> okay. A story for another day. Anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> Now let's round out the BCs with Emperor Augustus of 20 BC. Why he created, uh, okay, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Cursus, Cursus, uh, Publicus. It starts what with the? a C. It sounds like Circus Publicus, but it's Cursus. I don't know. I really anyway. don't know. That stuff messes me up too. Well, anyway, <laughs> it was a state-mandated courier and transportation system of the Roman Empire. 
This okay. system was extremely important in the development of Rome. Don't ask me why. They f- <laughs> they formed convenient <laughs> relay stages along the route. Okay. Sorry. Do you want me to change the word? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. It just it's the it's the visual. I just I know the visual. <laughs> God, you've missed me. Um, <laughs> so they these convenient relay stages along the route, and this allowed them to cover a lot of ground. It said each rider could cover over fifty miles per day. Which, Whoa! Which Wait again. That's a lot. It is, isn't it? I, I well, think so because you get a, like I'm sure it was just they shoveled out a, a a. I mean, Roman Rome was developing. Yeah. Yes. So the road, yes. I, I mean, the road. I you know I'm I don't so think they were confused right now. The I know fifty miles doesn't sound well. I don't think it was a a, a dirt path. No, I like, would assume it's... You know, oh, what if it was cobblestone? That would take <gasps> you a while. I wonder why. I feel... We have to look up the history of cobblestone. Because I want to know... Like, <laughs> I No, I seriously feel like... <laughs> and you complained about my... <laughs> <mind about that. laughs> oh, we to look up the history of cobblestone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. Redemption. But, okay, Seeing the camels and the donkeys and the horses in the desert trying to get up and down, I was in Petra. Anyway, Jordan, uh-huh. uh, if they didn't have like little stony paths to grip onto, there's no way. So I wonder if like cobblestone was intentionally so that all the animals wouldn't slip. <laughs> okay, you guys will just have to wait until that yeah. comes wow. out. People are gonna be like, I hope this. I hope this is like gonna come out this week. We don't have to wait, do we? <laughs> don't leave us hanging. <laughs> the oh history of God. cobblestone. <laughs> All right. Okay. I oh my feel God. so much better now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so should you. Okay. So each rider could cover about fifty miles per day, but evidently that was a big feat back then. They, that oh, was I, very impressive. I guess you. I can't. You knew, oh my God, you can like totally anticipate what I'm going to say. Um, I, I, I can't cover 50 miles a day today in 2023. So it's a big foot. <laughs> to be fair. It be, you, you are the one who's constantly having surgery on your feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. To be fair. Okay. To be fair. Anyway. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, so along came the thing called the fall of the Roman Empire. What? It fell? It fell. And Circus Publicus, well, that didn't completely get destroyed Mm -hmm. at first. And they continued using the system until the roads began to decay and the people no longer wished to pay for the upkeep Mm -hmm. of the roads and the little relay stops. And Mm -hmm. so over time, all traces of the Roman postal system disappeared. Wow. No, that Mm -hmm. is actually, it is interesting, I have to say. (laughs) Sorry. Now I'm trying to remember. Did it fall in 470? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you were very excited over that idea, weren't you? You're like, oh my God, the Roman Empire. Oh my God. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal. Okay, I think, sorry. Okay. Just, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just scratch. Please scratch You needed the visual people. <laughs> you really sometimes I, I 
was going to say sometimes I forget that I'm on camera, but then I think, no, I know full well Chris is here, but it's just Chris. <laughs> just me. <laughs> and you said you want to do YouTube. How do you think <laughs> we would ever <laughs> get away oh, with my, that? Oh, my God. My throat hurts. <laughs> For laughing so hard. Oh my god, you have to blow my nose. But I'm <laughs> See how excited okay. she was over this whole postal thing? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm sorry, it's going to bug me. The end of the Roman Empire, the fall of the Roman Empire, if I'm to believe that it has indeed fallen. <laughs> I thought it was 478 um, current. <laughs> I got our listeners hate us so much. They're like, it was so much better when you guys were on a holiday. When you were on radio silent. Oh my God. When was the supposed, the, <laughs> when was the <laughs> alleged, <laughs> the alleged fall of the Roman Empire? Nobody, oh. she's, Deb's not convinced yet. Oh. Oh. oh my God. Well, you know, the thing oh. that I like oh. about this, oh, Deb found information. 476 AD. You see? God, you I was did very, learn We never discussed it before, but now you. <laughs> We have. I discussed. Oh, yeah, and, I yeah. discussed it. Yeah, and yeah, the one I did on. Well, I, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I okay. was posting the other. I was, I was posting like telling people, oh, Get you it. know, go back and listen to these things. I had to sit there oh, looking yeah, to yeah. see what on earth we've reported. Oh, yeah. I couldn't come up with <laughs> one know. blessed thing. Oh my god! I know. I know. It's okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we're uh, moving to the Middle Ages. Okay. As business commerce increased, along with international commerce, beginning which we covered in the money episode, along with other stuff, there was a growing need for business correspondence. (laughs) Many corporations or guilds created their own type of messenger system. In Hmm. fact, Italy developed the most extensive and regular type during the 13th century, linking many of Italy's commercial centers, such as Florence, Genoa, and Siena. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I know. Those little swanky Italians. That yeah. made sense. But Italy was also <laughs> responsible for the first extra European postal service between Italy and Constantinople. Holy crap. No, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that was. The mail has come a long way. Sure. This has. proved to be Thanks a vital... to the Italians. <laughs> exactly. Apparently. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. This proved to be so vital to commerce <clears throat> that in 1320, the king of Persia granted free passage. To the couriers, I think it was on the is really yeah. Is it Silk Road? Which road? Uh, was it? Don't something quote me about on China. It. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there was a road that they would have to pay to right. go on. You know, right? No, you're right. You're they right. They looked at those couriers, said, "You can go." Pass right. Wow. Yep. Huh. That makes that actually blows my mind because I thought they were kind of looking to make money any which well like today any which way they could. Right, but I guess to yeah, very keep the business flowing, they let those guys yeah. do. And yeah. around that same time, Russia was also developing their own postal system. Huh. Okay. And now, not a whole lot seems to change in the 16th century. And by the way, that's the 1500s for those who forget, like I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have King Henry VIII. You've heard of him. Mm-hmm. He established a Master of Posts in 1516. Hmm. And in 1520, Portugal created their public mail service, and Polska Polska was the name of the new postal service of the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, Chris, we have so much more to learn. I, did you know that there was a Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth? No clue. Neither we, did We I. haven't touched on that at all. No, at all. We haven't even gotten up there. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, we haven't, we, have we? We did a little bit of the Ukraine of of, of Ukraine, but only because of the circumstances. And Chernobyl. Oh, that's right, and we've totally forgot about that. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, oh, this yeah. just opened up a whole new flight of ideas. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so things started rolling come around the 17th century. In fact, in the beginning of my research, this is when they say it all began. Uh-huh. It wasn't until I'm like, I don't believe you. Let me just keep looking. <laughs> and I did. Um, see, in 1635, because I think everybody picked it up in England. Yeah. But it, postal service did not come from England. It came from, I mean, goodness, Egypt and worked its right. way through. So yes. see, in 1635, Charles I made the royal mail available to the public for the first time. So in essence, oh. this would be the first postal system okay. because everything before it was for royalty or people of importance. Okay. And sorry, when was that? 1635. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, I'm listening. I am fully engaged and I am listening. Um, 1635. I kind of yep. want to try to remember that. I mean, at least 1600s. Mm-hmm. The first post available to the public. Okay. Got it. Got it. It's it's etched in there. <laughs> What's funny was as I was like, oh, maybe we'll start something new. I'll come up with like five questions at the end and ask Deb. God, God, oh, oh my God! Don't yeah, worry. Like, we I need didn't. to we need to add to our episodes. I know. Oh. <laughs> what can we add to this? We'll make it just yeah. a hair longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really okay. keep the people listening. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oddly enough, that back then they had postage for these for this mail. But it was paid mm-hmm. by the recipient, not the sender. Huh. huh. Anyway, four years later, uh, overseas in a little town called Boston. I don't know if you've oh, heard of it. For the love of Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, you've heard huh. of it. Okay. Oh, boy. The General Court of Massachusetts named the tavern owned by Richard, Richard Fairbanks to be the official repository for all mail from overseas to the American colonies. Well, it was the recipient for all the people arriving <laughs> well, from he overseas. All, all, the, all the mail went to this tavern and yeah, then he no. got it to the people. Wow. That is quite the... That's a hub. That's it a hub. A, yeah. Oh, my Boston God. Boston is a hub and has been for many years. Now, I... two questions came to mind at this point. Oh, dear. A, mm-hmm. Who's Richard Fairbanks? Oh, I was going to say, but I didn't <laughs> want it to let on that I had no effing clue who he is. <laughs> like, why did he get this? And why would they choose a tavern... To be essentially their post office. Well, maybe what were the options? I'm sure you're going to tell us. (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) So who was Richard Fairbanks? Supposedly he was a very influential person in Boston, England. Oh. And then he emigrated to Boston, New England. He probably even named it Boston. I feel like he did. They did mention that. I feel like he did. Oh, God. But he came with a gentleman named John Cotton in 1634. Uh huh. Richard ran a tavern out of his house, which confused the hell out of me when I was researching. <laughs> because one thing would say house and the other would say tavern. Oh, <laughs> so I'm God. like, what the fuck? Yeah. So <laughs> his house slash tavern <laughs> had a license to sell wine and <clears throat> strong water. <laughs> <laughs> Now, sorry. Listen, someone people, with a house centrally located. We have to go on YouTube. You are so <laughs> funny. You did straw, and with your accent and everything, strong water. 
<laughs> with bunny clothes. You gotta have air bunnies. Air bunny. Oh my god. Oh, I just okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, strong water. Oh my god. That's that was actually the license. That's hilarious. And oh now, my god. Listen up. Someone with a house centrally centrally located and a license such as his. Well, this gave him some serious clout in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great, but why a tavern? Well, basic answer to why the tavern? Because back in England. Because that's where they came from. That's what they used. The local tavern. Oh, I figure everyone kind of meets there. You know, probably everyone's hanging there. And when, you know. Exactly. Buddy shows up. Oh, here's your mail, bud. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Totally. I feel like I I used to love Little House on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally unrelated. (laughs) But didn't you kind of love how like the general store was kind of used for everything. Like yeah. There was a general. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what it was. I think there was a post office in Little House on the Prairie because it was probably a couple hundred it years was, later. Yeah. It was in the 1800s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But since it's totally unrelated, I guess. Actually, no. I think um, I think kind of he had the post office in I his little so store too. there. Yeah. But that was, was in their town. They were on the prairie. Oh, yeah. I know. But I just kind of loved how it was all. It was all very family communal oriented. Yeah. Did, did, did. Okay. Sorry. Based on a true story. Moving on. Anyway, Richard was the one solely responsible for the mail. And he got paid one penny per piece of mail to make sure that no one tampered with it. Yes. for He made that money for everybody else. Right? No, that was his money. No, that's what I mean. Like he was doing it for the good of everybody else to make sure that their mail wouldn't be tampered right. with. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing it because he wanted the money. No. It was completely altruistic. But even if it wasn't, he had a that's job right. to do. There you go. You're right. You're right. So let's jump back to England because why not? <laughs> this time, 21 years later, it's 1660. Now keep in mind, worldwide, there's post office stuff kind of going around, going right? on and everything yeah, else. But that's what happens, Chris. Yeah, I'm not, nothing major and I'm not going to well, look at it globalization yeah everybody's kind of setting up their own thing but yeah we're just yeah. focusing on england and the u.s now thank the lord <laughs> we're up to king charles king charles ii because i think the first one got executed anyway <laughs> he creates the the gpo gpo or the general post office this was mm-hmm. a state monopoly covering the dispatch of mail and was overseen by the government minister or as we know it the post office general the postmaster mm-hmm. general Mm-hmm. One year later came the postage stamp, which was created by Henry Bishop, who also created the postmark. Now, okay, very cool. He's very busy, although not terribly important. But I thought this was interesting. Around 1673, the U.S. had these lone post riders carrying mail throughout the trails and forests to bring mail between Boston and New York. Yeah, and the riders would be on the horseback, and they would slash the trees with their axes to mark the trail for the next rider. Aww. Cool, huh? I, I, I always remember the, the trees that. thought so, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. we had plenty no, of them back no. then. I get it, yeah. Uh, this cool. was just a short lived venture, but if you're from around Boston, the Post Riders Trail became known as Old Boston Post Road, still exists, mm-hmm. and oh. is part of US Route 1. Oh, you're not from Boston, so you're like, what do I care? But there's plenty of people listening, yeah, that are now. Things keep evolving. In the late 1690s, the Internal Colonial Post Union was set up. This offered weekly service between Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Williamsburg, Virginia, but economically unsuccessful. What? Yeah, didn't make a dime. Then in June of 1711, the Queen Queen Anne Act of 1710 was enacted to improve the postal system of colonial America. Because remember, British was still, Mm -hmm. we haven't gotten upset and revolted yet. 
If we're to believe. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that I mean, any of that really happened. Propaganda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they had someone act as a deputy postmaster and had uniform rates for the parcels. And this was to be affected across all the British colonial colonies. And guess what? Sorry. I mean, so Canada was probably involved in this, too, since we were a British colony. Uh, Probably. Yes. Probably. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know how to write, but no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) (laughs) BC's like pulling his hair out. Sorry. (laughs) So anyway, the colonists did not like this at all because they felt like this was more taxation from uh, mm, the mm, queen so, mm-hmm. or the king so they uh, actually ended up reducing the rates come mm-hmm. October of 65 okie dokie so here is when things get exciting that's right Ben Franklin oh another random dude just like that Fairmont guy oh my god so anyway what did what did Ben? Mother effing Ben do again. Well, he's got his finger, toes and everything. So, you. <laughs> it was going to be worse <laughs> if I said fingers. Anyway, he was appointed by the British Crown as the postmaster of Philadelphia. At this time, the mail is still mostly just official stuff. And there really mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of need for domestic delivery b- between residents, as I'm sure mm-hmm. you can guess. Mm-hmm. Evidently, the postal service was a mess, according to Ben, and he sought to fix it. So when he was appointed postmaster of the whole colonies in 1753. Postmaster slam. (laughs) Postmaster ice cream puff is all I can come up with. Anyway, in 1753, he traveled 1,600 miles and inspected every single post office along the way and organized a weekly mail wagon between Philadelphia and Boston and had a postal rider work both day and night using lanterns, thus making mail delivery faster. And the mail began to turn a profit. This episode is making me hate Ben Franklin even more. <laughs> oh, but wait. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just I want to take note. Now, sadly, oh. Ben was fired in 1774. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been one of my ancestors. <laughs> he was fired by the crown because word spread about Ben's involvement in some, I don't know, revolutionary activities or something. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, people will make up stories. They will. They will. Like, yeah. Nothing going on. Make up a story. Yeah. <laughs> well, shortly thereafter, newspaper <laughs> publisher William Goddard created the cons- <laughs> she snorted the Constitutional Post for Intercolonial Mail Service, and by 1775, a magical year, it was oh flourishing. My God. I'm dying. Yes, <laughs> this, I, this oh. little post guy. <laughs> He had like 30 plus post offices between Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Williamsburg, Virginia. Now, oh my keep in mind, the Constitutional Post only hired reputable post riders, no shady post riders. <laughs> and each rider had to take an oath to keep his mail secure under lock and key. Oh God. Now, why was this so important, Deb? Why? Well, 1775 oh. was a bit of a sketchy year. <laughs> And if you use your competition's mail service, you know, the one run by the <gasps> British Crown, you risk hmm. having the mail opened and perhaps not delivered. Or worse yet, if <sighs> they wanted, um, you could be wanted for treason if they felt what you mailed may pose a threat. Oh, my God. Espionage and tampering. Mm-hmm. So if you used a constitutional post, you were guaranteed security. <clears throat> and that feature actually ended up p- playing a vital role in bringing America its independence. In May of 75, 
Three weeks after the Battle of Lexington and Concord, the Second Constitutional Congress met in Philadelphia to plan its defense. It was decided that this was the best way to convey messages to win the war. And so they formed a committee of big words, including Ben and Sam Adams, and they created their postal system. Ben was named the first postmaster general. And as a side note, if you were a postal writer, you were exempt from military service because they didn't want to interrupt the Right, right, right. The flow. Yeah. This is actually quite interesting, I have to say. Well, I'm glad... Lord yes. knows I've laughed. <laughs> Ed Lord, I just don't know how much I will remember. And, right, well, we don't have the word remember in our title, so we're good. That's right. Thank God. Oh, I forgot about that. See? So finally, in February of 1792, the Postal <laughs> Act was created outlining the character of the new post office. Now, under this act, newspapers would be allowed to mail at a discounted rate to help spread information. Mm-hmm. And for privacy reasons, postal officers were forbidden to open mail unless it was deemed undeliverable. And finally, Congress would be responsible for the upkeep of the postal routes and the expansion of it. Hmm. So for history wow. or creation of and all this, I'm going to stop here. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Because it all changes and everything else as we go on, but I'm just stopping as to, okay, Ben is the first postmaster general. Okay. Boston had the first post office. <laughs> of course. That's really all you want to say the whole yeah. time. <laughs> and you are currently listening to one half of the greatest tag team podcast there are out there today. Once you get finished with this great episode, go on over on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, even over on YouTube and check me out, Ted the Hillbilly Hill of the Hill Truth Wrestling Podcast award-winning, critically acclaimed, number one in Antarctica, and I'm going to break down the bad guys, the villains, the heels of professional wrestling. And always remember, there's the real truth, then there's the heel truth. Now, I had a couple of questions, though. I'll be honest. All right. I was curious. You heard of the Pony Express? Yes. The famous Pony Express, right? Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, I know I stopped the history, but I got to kind of touch on the Pony Express because it was so major. It always seemed like such an important part of postal history. Always read about it and, well, supposedly studied about it. So because of the gold rush, the need for fast communication going from east to west was suddenly growing. Okay. Well, three men proposed to create a route from St. Joseph, Missouri to Sacramento, California, and promised to deliver mail within 10 days. Hmm. Their idea was to have men on horseback riding as fast as they can to a pit stop about Hmm. every 10 to 15 miles. And then they change the horses. Oh, God, that's a short distance. Yeah. I know. But I think it's so but, yeah. the horse doesn't get tired, so they keep going fast. Yeah, yeah. It's totally, it's express. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they would carry four lightweight sacks called mochillas and strap okay. them to a wooden frame on the back of the horses. And it was designed to transfer from one horse to the other quickly. Wow. So they'd stop, unload, boom, 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 and on again. Yeah. And, you know, within two months, the men assembled this whole thing. Wow. They had 80 riders, 184 stations, and 400 horses, and the Pony Express was born. That's very cool. Now, they had had hoped that they were going to clench an exclusive government contract, Mm. and they charged, now this is back, I think, in the 1800s, $5 (gasps) per half ounce. What? Whatever you were mailing. Yeah, it was very expensive. And for the riders, the route was very dangerous. Um, Yes, potential attacks and so forth, but also it was the weather. They had like 
mm. you know, freezing and blazing mm-hmm. temperatures and blizzards and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. Well, they never got this government contract, and their fees were so high that most were not able to afford the service. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the Pony Express actually was a financial failure, and it oh. bankrupt all its creditors. The Pony Express was only existed for a mere eighteen months. Really? Yep. From I wonder April, why it got so famous. From April 1860 to o- October 1861. Huh. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it, it always sounded like it was such a vital part of the expansion yeah. of the yeah, West. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, the Pony Express, the Pony Express. Yeah, 18 months. A blink. Well, maybe <laughs> it was a critical 18 months, but still. But still. It That's, wasn't. Yeah. I mean, if it was so. I mean, yeah. I was surprised well, over that. Another episode, I thought it, yeah. I mean, at least a few years. Mm-hmm. But then here's another important thing. In 1825, the dead letter office was created. Remember how I said mail was undeliverable? Right. Basically, any letter or package that cannot be delivered goes to the dead letter office. And then they try to figure out where it will go. By 1893, the dead letter office was handling 20,000 items every day. Oh, my God. It doesn't surprise me, actually. Because it's illegible. 1800s, that's what surprises me. To me, the oh, world doesn't exist until yes. 1900, I guess. <laughs> oh, apart from that. But um, but uh, that there were a lot of undeliverable letters, I, I totally get. But you're right, that is a lot. That does that seem like a lot like per time. day. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you're right, that's a lot. But yeah. I, but think about back then, everything was by hand. True. I, I You True. know, it's almost... Oh, <laughs> now, I'm reading that to go, I should have seen how they did it back then. Yeah. <laughs> How, I mean, yeah, it, wow, that, it took forever, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, they was doing that every day. So in 2006, there was approximately 90 million pieces deemed undeliverable. In 2006? Yeah, so that was 90 million. 90 like, million pieces sitting in their office deemed undeliverable. Right, cumulative. Like this is yep. what has amassed. For the year. And they, yeah. oh, for the year. Yeah, that's like, how I understood they, it. Do with it though, like do, I guess they don't have the right to destroy it, or there must be something f- foreseen. Like, oh well, I can answer that for you. Oh, oh, well, thank you. Uh huh. If it doesn't go back to the sender, or they can't, it, you know, and they cannot figure out where it's supposed to go, then mm. the letter or the package is opened. Mm. The correspondence itself is destroyed. Mm-hmm. The letter or whatever it is, they destroy that for privacy reasons, mm-hmm. and any contents of any value, they are mm-hmm. removed and sold at auction. Um, really except pornography and firearms that they take home (laughs) (laughs) they don't say what they do with it but you know yeah but yeah so i have heard of postal auctions before but that's what it is is whatever they couldn't deliver yeah i'm just wondering like if they opened let's say that one something wasn't deliverable because it was they couldn't read the writing on the envelope but Mm -hmm. then they opened it and the letter clearly wrote again like on the paper who it's to i guess like, would they not forward it then since they can I, now see? I believe who? they do forward it. I okay, think that's the okay, point okay. to the office is they open it to Opening see if there's it. anything yeah. that tells them where it's going. If not, then it gets destroyed and they gotcha. uh, keep whatever's inside or forward <laughs> it, you know, or destroy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Very so, cool. Uh, did you know, you asked about money orders a little while ago, uh-huh. that the money a order office was ago. created by the post office as a secure way to send money around the world. That makes sense. Yeah. And it was also to discourage people from sending cash. Yeah. So here's a fun fact. The Postal Service issues approximately 219,785 mail orders per day. Wow. 
In 2022, the Postal Service issued, in this U.S., by the way, right. 66.4 million <gasps> of them. Not dollars. It's in. It's yeah, more yeah, than, yeah. That's just them. My yeah. orders. Like items. 66.4 million pieces of money orders were sold. That really surprises me. But again, it could be my ignorance on sort of why you would use a money order, but just because there's so many ways to pay now, like money transfers, you know, like mm-hmm. PayPal, credit card. I know. It seems funny to me that they would still need that to that extent. Right. Anyway. But it wow. seems like they do. Wow. Very, very cool. Now, for the reason I began this episode. Oh, boy. Full circle How moment. does the letter travel? Now, I'm oh. going to say that oh the letter... God. Because flats, meaning magazines, catalogs, large envelopes, and packages, they're basically the same, slightly different, but you mm-hmm. get the idea. Uh-huh. Picture it, Deb. <laughs> You're sitting at home. You just wrote a letter to your friend in Boston. <laughs> I don't have any friends in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> you stuffed the envelope. You wrote the address. You sealed it tight, and you slapped the stamp on it. Sure did. Then you go find a mailbox and toss it in there. By the way, you're in the States right now, and right. you went to the blue mailbox in the corner. Okay? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you toss it. Now what? What happened to that letter? Where did it go? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, your neighborhood mail carrier will empty the blue post box and bring it to your local post office. Okay. Check. Take your letter, along with all the other mail from all the rest of the town, Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to be put into bins and loaded onto a truck. And taken? Taken to a local processing plant. Okay. At that plant, all the letters are poured onto a conveyor belt. You know, just like they take, I because I saw the video. They take uh, the bin <laughs> and they literally dump it upside down and put it uh, on. Oh, I find that really satisfying though. But they don't like, you would think you'd have to arrange it and put them in so they could start going. Yeah. No, you just dump okay. it bin by bin. Right. Onto the conveyor belt into what is called a culling machine. This okay. machine, at an insane rate of speed, wow. will separate the mail by shape and separating letters from large envelopes. Huh. This machine will also adjust all the mail so the address is all on the correct side. What? So the flip f- it around. Budge. And um, so it'll have to go all facing the same way. Yep. We need to do an episode on whoever created this machine. Probably that stupid Ben asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but I think he it's would, later. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. flips them, it tosses them, and everything That's separates. Crazy. It, if you see the speed, it's not like chung chung is a. Well, it's yeah, so it's, fast. Yeah, and I can see it doing it fast for like size and dimensions. I kind of get that. It mm-hmm. fits. It doesn't fit. But like understanding which side the address has been written on and which side is the back, like that's right. a little bit. It all has to be faced the same way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has to be like right side up. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy. It is. And like I said, with the speed of this, it is absolutely fascinating. Oh, my God. And then it goes past these cameras. These cameras are looking for uh, phosphorescent or ultraviolet ink that's incorporated in the stamp, which I didn't realize. Uh-huh. Like the stamp you put on the envelope, you, you right. like you can't fake it. It has right, 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 right. Okay. certain ink inside of it. And that's right. what tells you you paid the postage, not the okay. stamp. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So it looks for that uh, ink. Once it knows the postage is paid, on it goes. 
And again, like I said, lightning speed. The letter will then receive a postmark with a date and location of where the letter was sorted. Mm-hmm. And it will also get the cancellation mark across the stamp and the letter so you can't use the stamp again. Hmm. Now, once it's been canceled, then it heads into yet another sorting machine. Oh, my God. At the this- same... Uh- place yeah i guess in the same processing plant but now they've come out they go into another machine this Uh one contains an ocr or an optical character reader do you know what that does Uh, clearly but i'll let you have all the glory (laughs) (laughs) this machine actually reads every handwritten address and interprets what is written wow and if it cannot interpret it it will bump it off the line for further inspection and again how fast? Oh, my God. Lightning speed. But if all goes well, the machine will uh, will then spray a special barcode right. onto each envelope. Each envelope gets its own little barcode. Uh-huh. And this barcode represents that specific address. That's what the barcode represents. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. I was going to say, you've seen it. It's a bunch of short and tall bars, which well, tells yeah. the sorter which zip code bin this envelope belongs to. Each oh bin God. represents a range of zip codes, like not just your town. It's like you right. and the 10 surrounding towns. You know how yeah, they each yeah. have those zip codes. So all those go into one bin. Oh, my God. Crazy. <laughs> now, these bins are ready for loading onto an airplane or a truck, depending on the distance, and mm. heads off to get another processing plant. This time, it's the one that serves your local post office or branch mm. that the letter needs to get to. Mm-hmm. So now your letter is at the final processing plant. Your letter will go to yet another scanner, this time a barcode scanner. It'll read your barcode and put your envelope into the specific zip code bin. Mm -hmm. Good enough, right? Mm. Probably not. (gasps) That bin needs to go through a sorter that will sort the mail by what mail carrier is going to take it. Oh, my God. And then it will arrange the, the mail... According to how the mail carrier will walk it or, or you drive are it. joking me. No, years ago, they used to have to get to the post office at like six in the morning to so arrange right. all the mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes to them now in a bin that's pre sorted by their walking, by their route. That's cr- crazy. It's just, yeah, you're right. I absolutely never thought about all this, honestly. <laughs> it really is interesting. Yep. Wow, I, I think I might actually look up that documentary. <laughs> it wasn't not that you haven't it was covered a six all minute, of my needs. It was a six-minute video. Oh, I can probably my brain can probably handle that. <laughs> Anyways, our, our, our listeners are like, you told us one hour and thirty minutes into this that we could have figured this all out in a six-minute, I don't know, <laughs> YouTube video. video. <laughs> I actually mentioned the video before. I just didn't you say did. it was only six minutes. That's right. <laughs> so after it'll go to the proper post office for you know delivery. Right. So it oh leaves the plant God. and heads to your local post office. And God. so the next morning, your mail will be delivered. Wow. So in watching the videos and reading about it, I was wondering when all this went automated. Because I think it's an incredible feat to get a letter from A to B by hand. Well, yeah. every letter was touched by hand until the late 50s. Wow. Yep. Somewhere around... 1957 or so, the Transforma machine and the, which of course Transformers, I can only see me turning into cars, and the <laughs> multi-positional letter sorting machine was mm-hmm. introduced. However, back then they still needed a human to read the address and punch a code into the machine. right. Uh, so it would then take it to the proper bin. So right. basically, automated mail sor- sorting came around the same time we put a man on the moon. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
That's crazy. <laughs> very, I, very cool. It feels almost as hard. I know. Well, to be honest, <laughs> I feel like the sorting machine could have been a year or two earlier. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> if we're putting well, someone priorities, on the moon. Chris, priorities. <laughs> if well, we th- put somebody on, well, the moon. that's a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. Listen, what I thought was fascinating was the OCR, the machine that interprets the handwriting on the envelope. That was developed in the late 60s, early 70s. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't blow my mind that much. That that they had a computer to interpret handwriting, and yet they can't get a clear picture of somebody in ATM in 2010? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm sure you're like, oh, I hope she's winding this up. Well, of course, but I can't end it without a bunch of fun little facts. So number one, in the U.S., George Washington was the first stamp in 1847. Mm -hmm. Number two, you know how the U.S. post boxes are blue? Yeah. No, they weren't. That was not the official color until 1940. No, 1971. Huh. Uh, Did you know there is still one place in the U.S. where the mail is delivered by mule? (gasps) Oh. Really? Where? It is the in the village of Supai in Arizona, as it is located at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Oh my God, that's <laughs> adorable. That's. I wonder how many people live in that village. I think it's a Native American tribe, to be honest. Wow, very cool. In 2016, more than 6,700 postal workers were attacked by dogs. So my. God. They, they, yeah, it's that like and it's like that number every year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big problem for the poor uh mail carriers. Oh my god. Um, you remember that motto I read earlier? Remember the well, North Rain? No I remember that you read it and yeah. that it wait, 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 it was uh, what the hell was it? Herodotus? No. Is he the one, the yeah. ancient Greek guy who coined it? Okay, thank you. Whew. I won't remember that for much longer, but yeah. Well, even though those words were engraved on the on a 1912 New York post office, mm-hmm. it's actually not an official motto of the post office. Oh, okay. They don't have one. Always thought it was. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. this really needs to be remembered. Our tax dollars do not support the post office. They rely solely on the sale of postage, products, and services. That is really cool. It is, although I'm confused, but I didn't go back because I figured people would hang me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But because it was the government that created, remember, they created the characteristics of what a post office was, and yet it's a private, but they've always been a private entity. The only thing was that final one, I don't understand why it was still a private entity. But all along it was. Um. Yeah, for some reason, I grouped uh, the mail service in with the government somehow. I, well, I never really thought of it, whether it was being private. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't think of it as being but private I think at they all. Do, I think they protect it. I think they tend to, they're there There'll for- will be something. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if that collapses, what do you- Well, not only that, but there are like privacy issues and, and security issues and- Right. It's got to be somehow like under the auspices of the government, but I guess I th- like- financially it's right. not government I think the, money I, I would think the u.s maybe like you have to run it as though uh under these guidelines right yeah because for sure, you think sure. oh, we have fedex and all those things too but the mail right. service has to be under these characteristics but i think the u.s is there to bail them out when they run trouble because they always have money yeah trouble. you know we need to yeah. buy more stamps right 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 um huh. back in 1913 when parents wanted to send their children to their grandparents they sent them by mail 
It was cheaper, <laughs> it was easier, and it was legal. Yep, children were packaged with stamps on their clothes and sent with the uh, with the mail Are carrier to their destination. Serious? It was legal. You could do it. Are you? Did they have to go through that sorting machine? <laughs> well, luckily the sorting machine was not made yet, but they did stop this. They made it legal in 1920. That is crazy. <laughs> Oh, my God. There are oh. some famous mail carriers that went on to do other things. Really? People like Bing Crosby, Walt no. Disney, <gasps> Harry Truman, Abraham wow. Lincoln, and Whoa. Steve Carell. They were all mail, car- mail carriers. That's insane. <laughs> and did you know the United States Post Office has a carrier alert program? Nope. If a carrier notices an, an accumulation of mail that might indicate an accident or an illness, uh, they do notify emergency services. They keep an eye oh on there. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I have oh. heard many times of the uh, postal employee you know, alerting, alerting to the, a possible situation. Uh, oh, my God. That's amazing. Wow. Right. And finally, do I ever forget you, Deb? It's Sometimes, good. but it's okay. <laughs> well, Canada Post Aww. serves 15.1 million addresses, but only about a third of them gets delivered to their home. What? Most of them have to pick it up at the post office. Oh, that's true. That it was implemented in recent years. Oh. My parents, like, um, yeah, we always had mail delivered to our home until, I can't remember, maybe it was like 10 years ago or something, they, they implemented a whole bunch of uh, post office, or whatever, boxes. Oh, okay. Well, it costs Canada Post an average of $168 per address per year to operate the mail system. Unless it's a door-to-door system, then it's $283. Oh, wow. Mail delivery within Canada Post began in 1693. Okay. And that's how your letter gets to your house. I I feel like in the end, I didn't really explain how the letter got to your home, but that's okay. I know. Not only did you explain it. But you went above and beyond. No kidding, this huh? This was like this was actually more interesting than how paint dries. <laughs> but so that those are not as big as, accolades for me. Yeah, not as riveting as um, you know the history of cobblestone, which I'm looking quite forward to. By the way, <laughs> oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh no, Chris, that was fantastic. No, it really was great. Oh my god, I just could not. <laughs> It just seems so funny at first. <laughs> but who's laughing now, I say. That's right. <laughs> okay, I think we need to wrap this up because you it's think? pretty long. <laughs> it wasn't. But it wasn't. We were a little chatty. We were a little chatty. We are so excited to be back after our summer hiatus, uh, which we will be talking a little bit more about and getting some new episodes and topics out to you guys soon. So thanks so much for tuning in. Chris, was a great episode. And I hope you guys have forgotten. I don't think so because we want to thank you so much for continuing to listen to us over the summer as we took our little break. Uh, We really appreciate all your listens and uh, engagement on social media. So you can find us, as you know, uh, on Instagram and Facebook at Today We Laughed and Learned, on Twitter at Today We Laughed. Uh, Please, for the love of God. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we love getting email. I'm not allowed to see the email because I haven't earned that privilege yet. Someday. Privilege yet. But one day. Mm-hmm. A girl aspires to read her email, uh, but Chris is monitoring it. So give us a shout at todaywelaughed at gmail.com. Uh, was there something else I was supposed to mention? Eh, who knows? Eh, whatever. All right, Chris. <laughs> well, I think that today we can definitely say that we laughed. Oh, for love of God. <laughs> and we attempted to learn all about <laughs> the Postal Service. We sure did. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>